Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. This bomb-simulating U.S. supercomputer broke a world record by Sarah Scholes. Brad Settlemeyer had a supercomputing solution in search of a problem. Los Alamos National Lab, where Settlemeyer works as a research scientist, hosts the Trinity Supercomputer, a machine that regularly makes the Internet's ever-evolving top ten fastest list. As large as a Midwestern McMansion, Trinity's main job is to ensure that the cache of U.S. nuclear weapons works when it's supposed to, and doesn't when it's not. The supercomputer doesn't dedicate all its digital resources to stockpile stewardship, though. During its nuclear downtime, it also does fundamental research. Settlemeyer wanted to expand the machine's scientific envelope, so he set out in search of a problem that even Trinity couldn't currently solve. What he found was a physicist who wanted to follow only the most energetic particles through a trillion-particle simulation, a problem whose technological solutions have surprising implications for the bomb babysitters at Los Alamos. Settlemeyer and his team, a collaboration with Carnegie Mellon's Parallel Data Lab, had been working for a while on a way to create huge numbers of files very fast, but they didn't know how far they could push that capability how many files and how fast. We were working on this tech and we needed a use case, he said. What we really wanted was to find something over the top. So they started asking around Los Alamos and found a lab scientist studying Fermi acceleration, a speed-up that happens to the particles in supernova and solar flares. As particles oscillate back and forth, they gain speed along the way, acting kind of like pinballs bouncing between bumpers. The scientist wanted to simulate a plasma, the fourth state of matter that's just a stew of dismembered nuclei and electrons, and see if its pinballs accelerated this way. To do so, however, he needed to find out which few thousand particles out of a trillion or so accelerated to the highest speeds. The problem, according to Settlemeyer, is you don't know until the end. That made the particles essentially untrackable under the existing computing limits. 
But maybe he and his team could fix that if they could gin up files fast enough. They'd use a kind of program called a Vector Particle in Cell, or VPIC code, VPIC, invented at Los Alamos back in 1955. This program essentially allows scientists to keep track of individual particles to see where they go and what they do in a certain situation. In nuclear research, scientists often use particle in cell code to understand how plasma mixes with plasma. That mixing matters for Los Alamos because nuclear bombs produce plasma. Scientists don't explode bombs with abandon anymore to understand them, as they did in the early days, turning islands into holes. Instead, they simulate bombs' statuses and look back at old videos to try to simulate what they see. To date, they haven't been able to get at all the nuance in the footage, but with slick new simulations, Settlemeyer says maybe they can. But first, they had to test their file creation speed limits using the physicist's Fermi acceleration problem. Here's how such a simulation would classically work. The supercomputer would essentially take snapshots of all trillion particles at once throughout the process. To find the most energetic characters in the final picture and then rewind through their trajectories, the supercomputer would need to dig through each snapshot, each a couple of terabytes, to pull out the path of the relevant particles. That was a huge cost, says Settlemeyer. Too huge. It would have crashed Trinity. Settlemeyer's solution was, instead, to create more files with less information, one file for every particle, tracing each one through the entirety of the simulation. If Settlemeyer put those files into a searchable index, the scientist could simply ask the computer which of those particles' lives ends with the biggest bang. The scientist can then just pull and parse those personal dossiers. We're able to retrieve the data between 1,000 and 5,000 times faster, adds Settlemeyer, fast enough to make the scientist's Fermi acceleration research doable. Trinity created a trillion files in two minutes, a world record. It's not just an academic achievement. That speed could allow scientists to follow the trajectory of a particle, or 10,000 particles in a trillion-particle warhead simulation. The warheads whose integrity, remember, Los Alamos is tasked with maintaining. The U.S. hasn't added new warheads to its stockpile in decades, but based on the nation's first nuclear posture review since 2010, that may be changing and bringing more work to places like Los Alamos. Many hoped conditions had been set for deep reductions in global nuclear arsenals and perhaps for their elimination, read a draft of the review. These aspirations have not been realized. We must look reality in the eye and see the world as it is, not as we wish it to be. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.